0: I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho. Santa Claus is here. Huddle up.
1: You got to build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here.
2: What's going on, Raider Nation? Micah here bringing you another episode of the Behind the Eyepatch podcast. If you listened to our podcast before there, you know I am not alone. Partner in crime, Tyler, is here with me as well. Tyler, how you
0: doing? doing well just uh, really excited about our interview and guest this evening Micah you know her uh, probably better than I do so I'm going to let you uh, introduce her here in a little bit after we do some shout outs
2: awesome awesome yeah I did, I did uh, we go way back our guests coming up here and I, I've been I'm really jacked to get uh, her on the show in fact our first female uh, yes uh, uh, on the show, breaking well, you know, This is yeah. We've we've had Chris. We've had uh, Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, and so I am really and excited hema. to, H- hema Yeah, was, I'm sorry, man. man. That was that was deep in the archives. There, yes, we had to go um, back. <laughs> but I'm really excited to have Angry atrask at the head honcho over at the Ladies of Darkness podcast. On the pod with us today, talk a little free agency, little draft, little just state of the Raiders in general, Uh, but we will get to that in a moment. Tyler, you got some shout-outs for us this
0: week. Yes, sir. We do. We have uh, quite a few uh, shout-outs this week. Some new followers, uh, Lisa Taylor Morgan, uh, Jenny. Jenny can be found on Twitter at Jenny Wildfan. She is the other half. Of the Ladies of Darkness podcast over there nice. with Angria, Mike Duplaga, uh, Wolfpack Nation fan, Wolfpack Nation fan podcast. Um, they are a new podcast that will be covering the Raiders as well. Check them out. I don't know when their Sweet. first episode drops, but uh, Raider Nation, go give them a follow. Um, Mike at mr underscore killjoy underscore 756 uh at top group of five click at grade dean 29 uh mr binks's dad at george (laughs) (laughs) obear love that twitter handle uh courtney hall the good doc um at silver underscore n underscore black uh sanji t Um, at Sanji underscore T. He breaks down Film of the Raiders. Uh, He's a contributor at Just Blog Baby as well. Uh, And also a shout-out to the Ladies of Darkness podcast for allowing Angria to be on the show with us this evening. Last but not least is DC4LCustomtees.com. Yes. For those of you who don't know, haven't seen, live in a cave or under a rock, we have our own line of behind-the-eye-patch podcast swag uh, to quote The Office, stuff we all get. And uh, so <laughs> nice. you, can, you can go over to uh, dc4lcustomtees.com, search BTE, and we have about five different uh, varieties of T-shirts for your, uh, to adorn your bodies with. And uh, I just want to give a a big shout out to those guys. I I literally sent them our logo and in about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, he had three shirts done up on the website, ready to buy, super awesome people, great customer service, definitely recommend uh, going and checking them out. They don't only sell just Raider gear, they sell all kinds of other gear, uh, sweatshirts, towels uh stuff from other podcasts um but yeah go check them out and uh thanks so much you guys over there at uh, dc4l custom tees for for hooking us up with some some new swag
2: absolutely dude that's fantastic and as the pod grows and as the audience grows man we're just gonna have more and more stuff we've already had a couple giveaways this season we're gonna keep that rolling. I think maybe even to the off season because you know what? There is no off season for us here at Behind the Eye Patch Podcast. There's plenty to talk about. Maybe you know, I would say even darn near weekly. There's plenty to talk about. We've got Always. this whole this whole stadium fiasco going on right now. Uh, you've got free agency just right around the corner. I can't believe how how uh,
0: quickly that's coming
2: at us. And and uh, and with the money tags, to spend, yeah,
0: Antonio Brown all kinds of fun interesting things
2: yeah there are some really interesting storylines for this offseason not just for the Raiders but for the NFL in in total so I'm pretty jacked to get through to this if you want to be part of this show here at Behind the Eyepatch Podcast give us a call 208-557-9771 leave us a voicemail but you know what if calling isn't your thing Man, shoot us a personal message. You can find us on Twitter at behind eye patch on Twitter. Follow us on the Facebook page at just look search for the group Behind the Eye Patch. Behind the eye patch on Facebook. You can give us a call, leave a voicemail, or just shoot us a message. Just write out a couple paragraphs. Something you want to talk about or you think we should talk about on the show. We'd love to hear it. And we we love interacting with the nation. Because, I mean, we get, we've got we got followers everywhere from London, England, to Mexico, to right here in the good old USA. Uh, I think we might even have a, a few, can, a can, what is it, Canadese, Canadian. I don't know how you, I don't know exactly Canucks. how you say that. Canucks. There you go. Hey. Um, follow, following the pod. So we really appreciate the love. But, man, that's what makes this so much fun is the interaction
1: Absolutely. with the fan base. Yep.
2: and And getting everybody's thoughts on anything and everything. So what? I don't care what you want to talk about, as long as it's football-related, because there are only two rules here at the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. We keep it family-friendly, and we never discuss politics. Only two rules. Any uh, Besides that, as long as it's football-related, man, go for it. We want to hear your thoughts. Get in on the action. We'd love for you to be part of the podcast in any way you want to be. Speaking of being part of the podcast, we are excited to introduce none other than Angry Atrask, Ladies of Darkness... Let's get to that interview right now. Sweet. Raider Nation, we are excited to bring you our guest this week who needs no introduction, but you know, I'm going to introduce her anyway. You have heard her on the Ladies of Darkness podcast, recently rebranded to Ladies of Darkness podcast, which I'm going to throw in there really quickly. Just for namesake, I do like that better than their last name. We are talking about Angria Trask is on with us today on the podcast here at Behind the Eyepatch angria how are you doing
1: i'm doing all right i hope you guys are doing good
2: awesome well you know what and i and i mean to say the ladies of darkness you guys were before i should just say you ladies were before just win ladies podcast and and i like the name but the ladies of darkness for me personally i kind of like that a little better i I, maybe i'm stepping on some toes there but i really like the name it fits well and it kind of I don't know. It, uh, your guys' logo and everything kind of reminds me of something out of, like, Silence of the Lambs. So uh, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. How, it's got how a little it?
1: mystique, right? I know, right?
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having a great time with it. So, But, you know, we're not here to talk about Silence of the Lambs. We're here to talk some Raider football. So we're going to get right into it. Angria, one of the things... This off season, well, there have been, there's been a lot going on in the off season. But we've asked some of the former guests on this show this specific question. I want to put it to you: If there is a sweet deal for Carr, for Derek Carr, are you trading him? GM, Angria, you are a GM of the Oakland Raiders. Are you, is Carr even on the table or yeah. are you rolling with him for at least another year? Or so, not
1: a chance. I, the, why give up a known commodity for somebody, either in a draft or somebody who you don't know that is going to flourish in Gruden's system for a guy who already has a year under his belt? And it's known that that Gruden system takes a long time, right? It's really right. complicated. There's a lot of spiders and a lot of bananas. So, you have to take <laughs> your time and actually do this. Um, and if you put a new guy in there, Gruden's not good with new guys. Gruden's not good with rookies. Gruden has his success with veterans. Carr's a veteran. Carr and Gruden have been all over each other since like since Carr was being drafted pretty much. Um they have this weird love affair that I don't ever <laughs> want to get into, but uh it's just it's a it's a match made in heaven, I think. Carr the second half of the season saw a lot of improvement, and it saw a right. lot of connection between Carr yes. Gruden and that system. There's no way I'm going to put Carr on the table.
2: So, so even even like a first round pick this year and a first round pick next year, that wouldn't move you from Carr.
1: No, that's like handing me a thousand dollars or handing me a lottery ticket.
2: There you go. I like it. You know, and I I I'm inclined to agree with you. Some of the other guests in the past have been like, well, obviously everybody's got the right price, and you know, it, you know, if you offer me a sweet deal, I'm down to take it, but I'm not sold, like you said, w- with, uh, I mean, a quarterback position, trying to find 32 human beings on planet Earth to play the quarterback position correctly for some for whatever reason is darn near impossible. Um, so the fact that we have Derek Carr and like you mentioned earlier, the latter half of the season, was I mean, his numbers were fantastic. I mean, he was balling under Gruden. I'm jacked to see what's going to happen in 2019, so I'm with you there. I, you know, two first-round picks, man, that sounds like fun. And as much as I love picks in the draft, you know, the quarterback position isn't that position, in my opinion, that you, you play around with. And, and we've seen what Carr can do with with what he had this year, which wasn't much. I'm excited to see what the Raiders do, what, what, what they could put together around Carr this offseason um, and another season, you know, under under his belt. But before we get too far in, Angria, i got to ask you, you are part of the Ladies of Darkness podcast. What else have you been doing to keep yourself busy in the realm of the Raider Nation universe? Because I know, I mean, you and I go way back. You and I go way back. So, so... I know you write, I know you podcast. Is there anything else that, that you've got in the works or you're throwing down right now?
1: Um well, I just actually we we uh, established a new podcast network. So it's um we teamed up with our good friends, basically our big brother podcast, Kenny Stapler and Che over at the Pillaging Podcast. Nice best friends, they're awesome. So we started a, a network um, just to kind of give each other support and give each other a little bit more boost it's called the crow's nest podcast network um i'm also still writing and editing over at the raider ramble nice and um i've been doing a lot of a lot of guest spots here and there i've been on um a regular on uh captain jack's um coast to coast raider nation podcast oh
2: yeah yeah i've seen that that he's that's awesome he's got quite a show over there
1: yeah he's a great guy
2: awesome awesome well good heavens gosh you know that reminds me you've edited back in the day quite a few of my pieces if i'm not mistaken when i was in the writing game so that's uh, raider nation we go back like what is this Angria? like two years two years back something like that two years yeah yeah so that's fantastic well where can raider nation where can we find you angria
1: well i am at angria trask On Twitter, on Instagram. I don't check Instagram a lot because I don't understand it. (laughs) Me either. um, also on Facebook, you can find us at the Ladies of Darkness um, podcast Facebook page. We also have Crowsnest Podcast um, Network Facebook page. And there's a pillaging podcast group as well. And we are also on Twitter at at Ladies of Darkness with one S. Don't try to spell it with two because Twitter (laughs) only gave us so many letters. But uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at um, Ladies of Darkness Podcast.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Well, Raider Nation, do yourself a favor. Go check them out. Give them a follow. Check out the podcast. All kinds of fun things to come. And like ourselves, they don't take the off season off. There isn't like, well, you know, we didn't make the playoffs or playoffs or football season's done. So we're taking a break. We're taking a hiatus for, you know, next six, seven months they keep it grinding throughout the rest of the off-season. So there is no off-season here in no. Raider Nation, at least. I don't think so, no. and, and the Ladies of Darkness agree. So that is fantastic. So with that being said, this, I think, segues perfectly into talk about the off-season. And before I jump into the draft, which is what I mainly love to talk about, of course, we got to talk about free agency first. Angria, I've noticed a lot recently you've been talking about um the Kolechi Osemile situation what do you see going down there this off season with the free agency coming up
1: Well initially the thought and the uh the rumor mill was that Kolechi would probably not be on the Raiders team for the 2019 season he may be let go um but recent uh rumblings I suppose have basically kind of refuted that a little bit. So I think Kalechi's going to be on the team. I think he's going to be uh, still stalwart left guard position over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about that because I think when he's healthy, he does a great job. He's amazing. He's hard to, to get past. And uh, right. if Colton Miller gets back to his first quarter of the season form, then that side of the line is going to be ugly to deal with for defenses.
2: Right, right. I agree. And it seems like with kelechi in there uh miller seemed to thrive a little more and you know just having that veteran leadership on that side of the line to help him out definitely seemed to make a difference and you could tell man when that when that offensive line was without him it was i mean not just to mention that you know the uh tackle positions you know we struggled with that for most of the season but man having no gone as well that was rough and that that also you can you can Throw that in there to the in, with the Oakland Raider woes of 2018 and why Carr, uh, you know, had so much trouble. And and the fact that he was able to find some success with what he had to deal with, um, having to basically kind of put a makeshift line together for a lot of the season in front of him. So you think, so So you're not sold, because here's my thing. I've seen a lot recently people talking about, you know, put Osemele on the block and get Feliciano up there and let him, you know, plug him in there. Is, do you think he's ready for that, or is Feliciano one of those players that he's, he's kind of a, maybe a starter somewhere else, but a backup at best for Oakland?
1: Uh, I think that's a ridiculous notion to put him up front and center when we have Kaleccio Assembly available. Uh, John Feliciano is a decent, solid backup, but this year, and pretty much every year I've seen him, injuries hurt. Um, when he's actually starting, when he plays a full series of games, he doesn't make it through very well. He's not very, right. um, he's not very uh, versatile. So, I mean, you can put him in a lot of those positions, but it's it's a rough go when we have him actually starting on the line. We have four amazing starters right now. I don't think people give Colton Miller enough credit. He didn't miss one game last year, even though he had an MCL sprain through the three quarters of the season. But when you look at him in the first few games, if he gets back to that, we're going to have an ugly O-line. That right tackle position has been plaguing us for, oh, I don't know, a decade, two decades? How long? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) um, If we can find a spot right there, I mean, I think we have a really solid backup in in good. Um, I think that we've got some options there. John Feliciano wants to start, so let him go somewhere else and start.
0: Amen.
2: Uh, Amen. Amen. Tyler man, you got a question for you go next man.
0: Oh, I'll let you angry. I'll let you finish out your thought right there. I was just I was just agreeing cuz I've seen some things where you're like where people not you in particular, but they're like, "Hey, yeah, just let Osemile go. He's not worth the 10 I think it's ten and a half to eleven million dollars that he's owed this year. Yeah. Resign Feliciano and stick him in there, and I about lose my crap. So, I mean, every time I read that, I'm just like, "You, we know what we have in Feliciano. He's a right. backup at mm-hmm. best," and it bothers me. So, I'm glad to hear that you're on the Osemily train because the the guy's a monster. So, anyway, go ahead and, and finish your your thought on that. I apologize.
1: Oh no worries. The only other thought I have is that. Oh. I don't think people put enough stock into what an offensive lineman does. They are the heroes of the offense. Amen. You can't do anything well without an offensive line. And until we have five solid guys there, I don't even care about a a pro bowler on, on each end. It doesn't really matter. If you are a solid guy year after year, that's all I want. I want a guy who doesn't let our quarterback get sacked 51 times. I want a guy who's going to be there so we don't rotate through. I think it was 11 different linemen this year. 11. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Right. And there were only two positions that did not rotate through. And that was the left tackle and that was our center. And the and left
0: tackle should have been rotated through. There was, there was no reason for Miller to be out there with a sprained MCL all I those agree.
1: games. I agree. I think that he suffered because of that. Um, But, I mean, they did what they did. He got a lot of good experience. He's getting back to healthy from what I understand. I think we'll see him back to 100%. Um, I'm kind of concerned about the strength and conditioning at this point, but we'll (laughs) see what happens there. Uh, We got Uh, a new
0: coach, so we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah. I haven't uh, really done any research on him, so I don't really know. You know, what yeah. his background is and such. But we, the Tom Shaw was, like, top of the heap. That guy was cream of the crop, and, and that, that did not help us. No, <laughs> so. yeah,
0: it did not. Um, the question I have is concerning, I guess today they came out saying that uh, Oakland is looking like the final destination for 2019. Have you guys heard anything different than that?
1: No. Um, from what I understand... That is just about a done deal. We should have an announcement next week.
0: Yep. Isn't and that that's incredible. What I, that's I mean, what I've been seeing too. Yeah. yeah.
1: That,
2: uh, we, we've, we've literally gone from Oakland to San Francisco to uh, London uh, to the Philippines uh, back <laughs> remember to when, Mexico. Remember uh, when then, Jamaica was trending? Yeah, oh. Jamaica. Then we were going we to bounce between, I think it was Austin, Texas, and Alabama or something like Tucson. that. Tucson.
0: Tucson, Alabama. Oh, and my that bad. That makes total sense.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now we're back. Uh, uh, you know We need to have them come up here and play on the Smurf turf at Boise State. Hey, that gosh. would make the most sense. Uh, uh, a lot of Raider fans up here in Boise, Idaho. And uh, we'd have a pro team for one year, and the Valley would love it. And we, I, t- we have a, I think we have a little over 36,000 seat stadium. I, I know we could fill it. I know we could fill it. So, you know, we, ne- what needs to happen is we need to get that in the rumor mill going and, uh, uh, just say, I'm going to just throw that out and be like, you know, my sources tell me that, uh, Boise, <laughs> Idaho is, uh, the, the is a, a possible landing spot for Oakland. Nobody could
0: confirm or deny it. You know, just, right. I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to just throw it out there. Let's see. One Maybe. never reveals sources. Yes, I told exactly. I by a wise man once.
2: Yes. Yes. So uh, we were, we're assuming
1: get... that it was going to be abandoned baseball fields. So that's what my sources say. And my sources, Jenny, Alaska. <laughs> no, Alaska, well, that would be
2: real expensive. <laughs> I, you know, I am, I am excited though for the city of Oakland to be able to get the team back one more year. Cause I, you know, I, I'm excited for them to go to Vegas. I'm excited for the brand new stadium, blah, 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 but I am not an Oakland resident. So I, I try to put myself in their shoes and, and, and kind of pity with them, you know, feel, I feel for them losing Mm -hmm. their team again. And, and I know that that does have to suck. So, um, uh, how as much as I am excited for them to come to Vegas, I'm excited to go see them in Vegas, have the brand new, beautiful stadium. I do sympathize with the local residents in Oakland and and losing that team, but man, what a treat would that be? And, And okay. With that, Angria, do, does Marshawn Lynch come back for another season if they play in Oakland? Yes or no?
1: I think yes, he does. Um, the Boom. the the only thing that I had heard was that if they don't go back to Oakland, he won't be back. But at this point, he still got a lot in the tank. That right. guy is nonstop, one hundred percent, balls to the wall. I'm going. I mean. Yeah. He had a, a flying touchdown last year on top of all the rushing touchdowns he had. So, uh, I mean, that's a guy at th- 32 years old. How do you give him up? I can't, right. I can't see it. That,
2: that is a gift that keeps on giving. And that is a gift you need to give Oakland one more year as well, is mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch. And so with that, though, I, I, that's been one of the big talks this offseason as well. The, the running back position for the Oakland Raiders. Obviously, right now, you know, Lynch was sidelined for basically all second half of the, not basically, for the whole second half of the last, last part of the season. Um, you've got Doug Martin, you've got Jalen Richard, DeAndre Washington, Marshawn Lynch. And many people have forgotten the young man, Chris Warren III, who had the minor knee surgery repaired. They stowed him away uh, from Texas. Now, I am psyched. For Chris Warren, the third, I have watched not only the preseason highlights. Now, I know it's preseason, but I've watched preseason highlights. I remember watching uh, his highlights from his college years. And that dude's a stud. I am jacked to see that guy play angry. What do the Raiders do with the running back position this offseason? What what do you see? Do you what what kind of moves do you see them making or what kind of moves would you like to see them make at this point?
1: Well, Jalen Richard has already been guaranteed, so he's going to be back this year. Marshawn Lynch, I think that he and John Gruden have a have a thing. They seem like they get along really well. John Gruden yep. likes those quirky guys that are weird that yeah. that are just laid back. Marshawn Lynch is chill. He doesn't really he lets things roll off his back, and so a guy like John Gruden is just a good coach for it's a good fit for him. Right. Um, with Washington. I, I don't know that Washington's going to be there anymore. Chris Warren's going to have to fight for a roster spot, though. And I, I would not be surprised to see the Raiders go out in free agency and make a big push. Um, Le'Veon Bell may be on the table. Really? So don't be shocked.
0: Let, let me, me let add. No, go, go ahead, No, Tyler, I'm hitting this one. I, I'm taking this one. <laughs> uh, so the, the rumor floating around today is he wants $50 million guaranteed in his first two years of his contract. Mm-hmm. Are you, GM Trask, giving Le'Veon Bell that kind of money? That no. is the
1: question. I am not giving him that kind of money, but I am negotiating with him. Anybody can be sold. Sure. Let's remember that. This is a not this is not a today league. This is not a right now league. This is a long term. So I understand he wants that guaranteed money. But with his injury history, with his off-the-field issues, um, he has to understand that he... You know, he's coming off of a, I didn't even play this year, you know? Right. Um, so, we don't know what you can do. I will backload a contract, perhaps, and make it incentive-based, but I understand he wants the guaranteed money. That's not going to make, uh, that's that's not going to make me happy as a GM. Um, so, GM Gruden is is not going to hand him a whole bunch of cash. However, he may be able to sell him into, here's what we want, here's our goal, and here's our, our mission right um he talked a lot of guys into a lot of things last year so uh (laughs) let's keep that in mind and he talked Mike Mayock into getting out of a cushy chair and coming into a position that he's directly in the lion's den so I don't put much past Gruden um I know he I know he makes a push for it I I can almost guarantee you that he's going to make a push for it uh the money is going to be a huge factor, obviously. right. But if they can if they can do a if they can work up a contract where he has incentive based and he also has i mean, that means he's got to show up to work, which they want him to show up to work. But I, I don't think anybody deserves fifty million dollars guaranteed period. So that's not coming out of my pocket, no matter what. So here's
0: the here's the follow up question to that question. Say say Gruden talks him into it. Bell signs with the Raiders. There's mass pandemonium in the nation. (laughs) Does Le'Veon Bell have the type of years in Oakland that he had in Pittsburgh?
1: There's nothing to say that he won't. So my concern is that he did sit off the. You know he sat out out of out of the entire season last year. Right. Um, But. This is a man that k- kind of defies gravity. So, the, his style of running, his style of blocking, his style of of receiving out of the backfield, is unmatched right now in in the NFL. The way that he does things, his production's not unmatched. Um, he's he's one of the uh, you know the top uh, running backs in the league, but his style is very conducive to what the Raiders would look for. I think. Um, we need those bigger guys up there that are going to be big receivers out of the backfield that are going to be, um, mean running backs. And Marshawn Lynch is not the only beast we want on that line. We we want somebody in the backfield. We want somebody up front. That's going to be able to chip. We want somebody that's going to be able to take that ball down the field. And Le'Veon Bell has, has nasty, like he's got drive in him. He's, I watch him on the field and I'm just amazed. I hate the Steelers, but I love watching him play.
0: Right. The thing that, that I wonder about is the I guess the Raiders are kind of going towards more of a, a line. Uh, I'm sorry, a zone line, line scheme. Goodness gracious. Um, a zone line scheme in Pittsburgh. I think that's what they run as well. Does he have the room to dance behind the line of scrimmage in Oakland that he does in Pittsburgh? That's my question.
1: That will be that will remain to be seen. Who who we put on the line is going to determine who um, how he he's able to perform. So, uh, you know he's he's going to be able to be a big big presence on the field. But yeah, his that whole dancing thing as you call it that's actually a really good way to put it. He he has this hesitation this kind of. This this stutter that he does. And um, if we can get the right men fielded, then I think he'll have a really good opportunity to do that.
2: I agree. You know, that's interesting because I've kind of I've kind of maybe glossed over Le'Veon Bell for the price tag factor. But you have a good point. Gruden does have a way with people and that and and something you can't discount either is that Oakland's going to be in Vegas, you know, they're going to be in Vegas in a year and a town with no income tax, that uh-huh. kind of a deal. Oh my gosh. Talk about incentive. Talk about, you know, a big playing card for free agents, a uh, big, you know, a big uh, uh, incentive for free agents to be able to use for the coaching staff for Mayock and company. So, um, and, and Raiders, what are they? They're ranked sixth now. They're, they're top six as far as with, with money to blow in the free agency. So, um, I, it'll be interesting to see because I don't think I don't think Bell's gonna get the money he wants. I don't think there's a team out there that will pay him that. But um, I think I I do agree that Oakland I think is gonna be right there in the mix uh, for him. Now, would you rather have Bell or would you rather have Antonio Brown?
1: Oh, I hate you for asking me that question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing a curveball have- at you. What Unscripted. about oh both is enough. Uh, you know,
1: if if we could get both for the price, that would be great, but it's not going to happen. I can almost I, I promise you that. I would I would cut off my my left pinky toe if it did. Um <laughs> hold me to that. Cuz if we do, I'm going to be excited. Um I'll But will yeah. go live if...
0: on YouTube with Angria <laughs> cutting off her pinky toe Raider nation. <laughs>
1: I'll get like a little Vienna sausage to put down there. <laughs> oh
0: my God. that's disgusting. I'm never
2: eating Vienna sausage again.
0: Don't eat them, anyways.
1: They're only good for fake toes. That's it. Oh,
2: my um,
1: but to answer your question, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I think we need a big, a solid, good running back. um But I think the receiver is actually a little bit more of an urgency. I agree. Um, we've got Jordy Nelson coming back next year, but Jordy's. Jordy's, Jordy's
2: old. old. Okay, let's, Jordy's... let's be honest. Jordy's old, and he does. he's he's definitely lost a step. I think that was an eye-opener for mm-hmm. us this year. You know, all the reports out of camp are, oh, this guy's fast. And obviously everybody, you know, you're not going to say, well, you know, our receiver, he's pretty good. You know, nobody's going to say that, obviously. But it, it was apparent on the field that Jordy, Jordy's a solid receiver, but he is not the Green Bay Packer Jordy of old. So, no,
1: he's not. So. And, uh, you know, he... He's probably on his way out. I wouldn't be surprised if after right. this season he's he retires. He doesn't want to go to Vegas. Um, I I think that receiver need is a bigger one than than the running back need. And especially if we lose Jared Cook.
2: Oh, don't say that. Don't say it. So know. so you, you are now let's see. What were the reports? Cook, how much did Cook want? Wanted 9 million a year. Yep. 11, I think. 11? I think it was eleven. That was the
1: last number I heard. Um, He is back at the. Or do you uh, let him walk? If we can split the difference, um, I would say I, I would I would almost give him nine. Yeah, I would, because a tight end in this league. You have a big blocking tight end and you have a big receiving threat tight end like Jared Cook was last year, right? That's huge. And we have a big blocking tight end in Lee Smith, who caught three touchdowns right. last year, by the way.
2: I know, There's was that not, not epic? Right?
1: Come on now. Um, <laughs> but I think that, uh, if if we could keep Jared, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's here's the thing with Jared Cook, like. He was such a he was he was Derek Carr's safety blanket all season Mm -hmm. while while we had a rotating door at wide receiver. Um, So and it's going to basically unless big moves are made um, in the, you know, in the free agency with bringing in other good veterans, you know, I don't know, maybe a Golden Tate, somebody like that. Uh, it's just it's going to be the same thing this next year. Unfortunately, now we might have more talent at the wide receiver position. We'll get to that here in a minute. In fact, that's a great segue into the draft, my favorite topic this time of year. Um, but uh, uh, the, the Cook is one of those guys that you can always count on. And I was going back; I was looking at some of the highlights of Cook in 2018, and it was just like, "Dang, man, this this guy's good. This guy's good." And so I think if there's somebody you spend some decent money on. I think it's Cook. Keep Cook around. I mean, along with Osemile. I think that's a given as well. But, man, keep Cook around. Let, let, let's, let's keep the safety blanket because Carr's going to need it again in 2019. So um, uh, it was interesting to see. In fact, we ran a poll. I think, uh, I think it, it was pretty good. I think only 20 about 25% said no move on uh, from Cook. But a good 75% of the nation was like, hey, no, we got to keep him. We got to keep him. So uh, heartening heartening to say the least so with that being said i said we're moving into the draft so radio nation we're gonna move right into the draft angry i'm gonna start off with what we were just talking about wide receiver obviously the biggest need for oakland is not wide receiver apparent allegedly we need a pass rush i don't know why we (laughs) think that uh maybe it's what 13 sacks in in 16 games allegedly that won't cut it Um, so that's not the number one need. We'll get to that in a minute. Who do you like, though, in this draft at the wide receiver position for Oakland?
1: Well, there are a couple of guys because I think we need both a slot threat and we need a red zone threat, as well as a a long bomb wide receiver one. Um, But I don't know if we'll get all of those in one draft. Uh, I have to say, though, I like... Uh, the human mountain DK Metcalf. The guy's mm. a monster. And I, I like the idea of having uh, you know, this like Goliath Coleccio semile sized receiver <laughs> yeah, <no laughs> I know, he can right? step in and and do the do that blocking if he needs to. That's the guy that's gonna protect your quarterback. <laughs> right there.
2: <laughs> I, yeah. That's the one thing Oakland's lacked for a long time. I mean, a big-bodied wide receiver. Mm-hmm. About the closest thing we've had in recent years was Andre Holmes. I loved Andre Holmes. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I that, it was one of those dudes in the red zone. You'd see Carr throw that fade, just that big lanky body going up and snagging the ball. That was there was just he had a, some. He'd have some beautiful catches down the sideline as well. But we haven't had an athletic, big man outside. For gosh, I can't even. Who's closest? Who would be the closest I can't thing that comes from to...
0: anybody other than I can't home. think of it?
2: Yeah, that, I mean, okay, there you go. I mean, <laughs> how, how deep in the history books are you going for that one? You know, <laughs> 45 years. <laughs> I mean, ever since I can remember, we've gone for speed, man. It doesn't, and, and speed doesn't usually come with size, so it's small, speedy receivers and it's speed, mm-hmm. speed, speed, and that's what you got to have. And so, it would be nice to have a big body for car. To throw the ball to, like he's kind of done with Cook, and we've seen how that's worked out. So it would be fun to have a big body on the outside, maybe even double teaming aside with Cook, um, like a Metcalf. Another guy I'm going to throw in there is, and I don't, maybe you've seen some highlights of this young man, Nikhil Harry from uh, Arizona State, the Sun Devils. Have you have you been, gotten a chance to take a look at that young man or not? I think he's, I think he's locked in at around six four, six five himself, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I haven't, and uh, I so I've been kind of just looking <laughs> at the limited amount of information I have because there are so many draft prospects. It's just crazy. Um, the. There were a couple of guys. the The other red zone threat that I thought about was Debo Samuel. Um, he's a big dude, and he's also very good down in the red zone. So that's somebody that we were lacking severely last year. Was somebody that actually could catch within the yes. you know the twenty. Just, right. That, that's all I need is just somebody to catch within the twenty, <laughs> and uh, we would have probably had more than nineteen touchdowns um, for for Derek. But yeah. Um, the other thing that I, the other guy I really like, and this is somebody Gruden really liked, was Andy Isabella, and I think he got a Raider sticker at Senior Bowl. Um, he he did a real good job in the slot. He's pretty speedy. Um, kind of reminds me. I mean, I, I would think of a Colt Beasley type, except for I think he's a little bit faster. Uh, he's got wow. some good hands. And which school
2: is that? Was he from again?
1: Uh, Andy Isabella's from Massachusetts.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, wow. so
1: um, I, Gruden really loved him in the slot, and he really, really enjoyed t- coaching him. And he's gone on record saying that you know they they run a similar. And this, I don't know if I believe this or not, but he said he, they run a similar, a little bit more simplified version of the Gruden style playbook at Massachusetts. So it's huh. not something it took him a, a long time to pick up. So that's a good thing. That's a big positive. Do you think and, he
0: knows what Spider Two Y Banana is already?
1: Well, you know, you can Google that, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it, if that one was specific, but it sounded to me like he was pretty confident in his ability to at least understand the plays as they laid them out, so that was good. Um, There's
2: another name for Raider Nation to keep your eye on. Andy Isabella, Massachusetts mm-hmm. receiver. That's because, you know, you kind of hear all the, you know, the receivers that, you you know, are going to get taken in the first three rounds. Those those names are popping up, you know, quite often. But with with Oakland's needs, you know, it's going to be I'm um, interesting to see where they take a receiver. Obviously, we got to go through free agency first, kind of set the precedent for the draft. So, um, Tyler, who's the young man out of Clemson that we desperately need in the slot?
0: Hunter Renfro.
2: That's right. Hunter. That's who I
0: would like deeper. And and he's not going to be a first or second round pick. He's looking mocked at fifth, sixth, maybe, maybe even the seventh round. But uh, yeah, I like, I like that young man out of, out of Clemson. Uh, Vice grips uh, for hands, very cliche, but the dude catches the ball whenever, whenever you need a clutch catch. That's what I would like is somebody who like a cook, you throw him the ball and you're like not holding your breath because with Cooper, a lot of times I was like, would you please catch it? Like crossing my fingers, closing my eyes, saying a slight little prayer. And, uh, that's, you know, that's what I would, I couldn't care less about speed. Can the guy catch the flipping ball? That's, that's what a receiver should do is catch the ball.
1: Right. that's where I think a good golden Tate comes in. Um, so if we went to free agency and approached golden Tate, I wouldn't be mad at all. Because he still has one of the best yards-after-catch runs that I've ever seen. Um, The guy can still produce, and he can still put numbers up. So if we had a guy like that who is a good—he's very good at uh, catching the ball. And then he can shed blocks like crazy. Well, Um, now, is he over
2: 30? (laughs) <laughs> yes so that's that's, that's obvious no that's what we're talking about i know well i'm telling you that's what we, it's he's got to be over 30 before we even consider he, him that's i do why believe
1: he is yeah I, we
2: we got to throw out safety uh landon collins because i think he's only like 25 26 and i don't yep i don't think he has the years on him yet to to become right. a Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> So, He's not seasoned enough. <laughs> I know, right? Right. So that's that's why we have still got Reggie Nelson on the team. You know, we yeah. need that. We need that old veteran presence. You know, in the back, in the back end of that secondary. To uh, did
1: you notice though, when Reggie sat out, our secondary got good. No hmm. kidding! Wow.
2: Uh, now I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, Reggie Nelson though, like our dear defensive coordinator stated. He's been getting better. He's improving. So I don't think we can totally—and this is out of totally sarcasm—but I don't think we can <laughs> we can lay that all at Reggie Nelson's door um, no, because he, he is. Improving. Yeah, he's improving, and he didn't have the full week season by to week. get to that to get to that point that you know where you <laughs> saw the fir, you know the full maturation of of Reggie Nelson. So um, no, why is he still on the team? Angry? Can you tell me that? <laughs>
1: Why? I think he's going. He's going into a player coach position.
2: Ah, uh, wouldn't be surprised good. there. He's Please got a don't. lot of knowledge.
1: He's got a lot of info. He can. I, he I can agree
2: work. there. I do agree there. He just doesn't have speed, and he's allegedly not... you need exactly. speed to play safety. At that's least what that's what too. I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I tell you what. One another guy who got good when Reggie Nelson went out, Carl Joseph. He stepped up. Oh man! And I'm glad. I, I love that little dude. And as much I. I have I have knocked on his size on this podcast because I'm not a huge fan. What is he? All of five ten, maybe five nine. And, I think is his. Yeah.
1: Edition.
2: And and uh, that poor little soul, man. When he's going against a six five tight end, he, it just it, he gets beat all day long like a dirty rug. But but the dude's got some fire, man. And he plays with some speed and he plays with some with some fire. And I, I love it. I love it. So I'd love to see them get him into a position where, you know, maybe a roaming position a ro- you know, where he's all around the field where he's allowed to, you know, to play where is he understands the game more and he's more comfortable with the system, able to kind of play within his strengths. So I-, I was really excited to see him, you know, come out in the second half of the season and start balling. So, but I'm getting off track here a little bit. Um, so we've covered wide receiver, Angria. You are GM, fourth pick in the draft. We're going to assume that Nick Bosa's off the board, which might, may or may not happen. I mean, he sat out all year, so I could see potentially uh, some teams not liking that and picking up other players. But let's pretend, for the sake of argument, that Nick is off the board. You are sitting at pick four. Who do you take in the draft? Uh,
1: first of all, I wouldn't want Nick Bosa anyways. Wow! What?!
2: Passing on Nick Bosa. Before we we go anywhere, I need this explained... (laughs) uh, As the great Michael Scott said, explain this to me like I'm five. I need you to explain (laughs) to me why you wouldn't want Nick Bosa.
1: (laughs) Nick Bosa comes from a family of injury. His Mm. father had it was was perpetually injured his brother was perpetually injured and that's why he held out before he signed his rookie deal for guaranteed money i don't want that over my head i'm not going to be held hostage by a rookie coming out who just had ab surgery who has no time on the field whatsoever and i don't want to sit and and deal with with a kid i'm not going to do it Ooh, it's not even worth it to me. There are so many other talents there that, uh, he's not going to be the right fit. Wow. I, you know, I'd never looked at it that way. I haven't, but so, so what you're saying is if Nick
2: Bosa could be picked rounds one through three, that's going to leave a better player in your, in your opinion for Oakland. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to let that go then. So with pick number four, who are you taking?
1: Oh, that's a tough one because there's there's a lot of um, a lot of good players and All I right. I don't research them enough. So I look at, you know, when people bring them up, I look at what they are, who th- what their stats are. I look at how they played. Um, I like Ed Oliver. I think he's a good option. Um, there's a couple other guys and I can't remember their names off the top of my head, no, but no, I think a it's a big wide over wide open field. So there's right. a lot of options for the Raiders right there. It depends on who fits in that in that Paul Gunther defense. So
0: would yeah. you ever consider trading back out of the number four spot?
1: Yes. I absolutely would. Because so, there are quarterback hungry teams behind us that will take that will make the wrong decision and pick uh what's his name? What's his name? Ky- I always thank Murray? you. Yes. That guy that I don't even think is is gonna make it through <laughs> the NFL. Like, why is he even? He's fi- he's shorter than my fifteen year old daughter, and he's about shaped like her too, and she's tiny. <laughs> it's crazy. I, he's gonna die.
2: Yeah, you know, he's been drawing a lot of comparisons. What to, as far as height goes. Well, now everybody's comparing him to Drew Brees, but that's not fair because yeah, they, Drew Brees no, is a baller. No, he's inches shorter than Drew Brees. <laughs> okay, I crazy. you know, maybe what I saw was somebody was comparing his arm strength to Drew Brees. I saw it somewhere. Somebody was making the comparison between Kyler Murray and Drew Brees. Maybe they, mm-hmm. they were just clickbaiting. But uh, I, I sat there and I kind of was blinking. I was like, how do you even get that? Because Drew Brees is a Super Bowl champ and a baller, you know, in the NFL. How do you even... I I, that's one thing I've never liked when people compare rookies to these veterans, you know, like to Brett Favre, like to Tom Brady. It's like, stop. You haven't played a down yet in the NFL. Like you you can't compare. Like, I don't care if he's got mechanics. I don't care if he's this twin man. If he hasn't played in the NFL, like don't, don't compare him to a seasoned veteran in the NFL. Let's wait and see. Everybody's a little bit different. Everybody brings something, a different skill set to the table um so let's yeah don't get me
1: started don't get me if started. you don't have khalil mack down your your neck yet right. then you don't know what pressure is and right tom brady's faced him <laughs> he didn't <laughs> like it either so to compare somebody i, I agree to compare him to a, a veteran multiple record holder um walk-in hall of famer that's right. just irresponsible
0: right right now and this I, is interesting I just did a little bit of, of Googling um, on the spot. Drew Brees is six foot. Russell Wilson is five foot 11. Do either of you know how tall Kyler Murray is supposedly?
1: I'm going to go five foot 10. Nine, yeah. I think is what five, five nine or five ten. ten. I think it's is it five ten?
0: So, yeah, so he's an inch shorter than Russell Wilson, but I think Russell Wilson probably outweighs him by a good eighty pounds. Yeah, just because he's been in the NFL for a while on a regimen of lifting and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I was I was thinking for some reason I was thinking I had heard that uh, Kyler Murray had uh, been measured at five foot eight, which is like three inches shorter than Russell Wilson. I'm, uh, I've
1: heard I've heard a lot of different. I'm just splitting the difference. Five foot nine. That seems like the median and a median height that that everybody's coming up with. So.
0: And is it just his physique that you're worried about? As I'm far sorry? as him, is it just his physique? Like he's he's kind of a, a smaller physique guy. Is that what yeah. you're worried about? Or are you? I think he's going to die.
1: I think once he gets hit by Von Miller who is just an ugly dude on the field. I mean, look at Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's going to take his head off. The guy is built <laughs> like a small little bird. And uh, Alex Smith is a big dude. And he got his leg broken in half last year. Right. Uh, this happens on a regular basis. This poor man is, is going to come in to a league. He's, he's stepping into a lion's den. He's not going to thrive like people want him to. I don't so who, think that he's got that.
0: So if you're he a can, quarterback, if you're a quarterback hungry team, you don't like Kyler Murray. Who, who is the quarterback in your opinion that you're looking at? Uh, Sorry well, to put you on the spot
1: on the spot yeah i didn't get to research this part guys come on you're- i know yeah, I, was
0: sort of, I was supposed to ask about wide receivers <laughs> I, and i asked quarterbacks and i apologize
2: let, let me ask you this i'll i'll, I'll, I'll kind of change up the question just a little bit if you don't mind me tyler which free agent quarterback would you want on your team because there are a lot of intriguing names out there if you're quarterback hungry team obviously we already have you know allegedly looks like flacco's heading to the broncos so he's off the table i mean our are, are you really wanting Blake Bortles on your team? I mean, no. who, who do you want? Who do you want? Nick Foles. Amen. Nick Foles. Amen. Line. Yep. Yep.
1: If, so, you if know- I'm a quarterback-hungry team, Nick Foles is, is a starter. He's not the best in the league. Let's not, let's not right. mince words on that because he's, he's a great quarterback. He's not the best quarterback in the league. But if you're a quarterback-hungry team like the Jags, Blake Bortles isn't doing it for you, and neither is is it Case Keenum that's behind him right now. I can't even.
0: I don't even know. Uh, Keenum, Case Keenum's in in. Uh, no, not Case Keenum. Keenum uh, Keenum's in Denver.
1: What's the other oh, the guy that sat behind? Never mind. Anyways, yeah. doesn't matter. Gabbard. <laughs> Are you t- wait? Is it Blaine, Blaine Gabbard? Gabbard. Yes. yes. Thank you. Another another Jacksonville
2: failed quarterback. Yes. Yeah,
1: Whew. but I mean, if you're sitting, if you're if you're starting one of those guys. Uh, No, no, I need need Nick Foles, somebody who has uh, he's got some weapons there and he can he can use them. And he does have a little bit of a problem uh, under pressure. He has a little bit of an issue. Um, So when he's got a strong pass rush against him, he he has a tough time. But he's head and shoulders above most of the the teams that are that are looking for a quarterback. He's head and shoulders above what they have right now,
2: right? You know, another guy, and I threw this out on the last podcast, but I like uh, Mullins over there, the young man that stepped in in for Garoppolo in in San Francisco. Uh, I thought he had himself a fairly decent year. And if I'm San Francisco, I just paid Garoppolo. I'm sticking with him, but I'm going to see what I can get for Mullins because uh, I think there might be a team like the Giants or somebody who's out there willing to uh, uh, step up and at least have somebody perhaps bridge the gap until the 2020 NFL draft where there should be a few better names in the draft uh uh young man out of Oregon to uh from Alabama uh some some players like that that uh that should should be a little bit uh, more of a safe bet than what we've got going on right now in this year's draft but just throw that out there so okay so Angria we appreciate you coming on but I'm not going to let you leave here without asking you a left field out of the just out of the blue question and we do this with all our guests so you're going to have to think on your feet so are you ready for this sure okay this is and this is totally this is totally just behind the eye patch podcast we tackle tough questions uh life altering do,
0: questions yeah
2: life altering <laughs> things that just you know it's not necessarily football related sometimes it is most of the times it's not you know we we talk about i mean deep intellectual things like best disney. disney movies um we also get into uh best desserts during christmas season so with that being said we're going to stick with the disney theme what is the catchiest disney song out there and and you don't have to think about it just if it, it maybe you already know it it's off the top of your head uh but as as i mean there are i think uh, 1843 disney movies uh out there last <laughs> time i counted what what's the catchiest disney song
1: oh golly um yeah it's a tough one isn't for it me personally or just yeah like, for okay. you no
2: that's straight up for you what what's and feel for, free to ask yeah it's
1: can, gotta be held out of you
2: oh hakuna matata really <laughs> see that that didn't man that didn't cross my radar now i feel bad because that's a classic I was yeah. thinking Tarzan, you know, I, I was thinking, uh, uh, what's his name? Collins over there. I Real mean, that Collins? dude. Yeah. I mean, he uh, just an icon, uh, w- was the first thing that popped into my head. But man, I feel kind of dirty now that I didn't think of Lion King, <laughs> Akuna Matata. That is excellent. Tyler, you're not getting off the hook either, man. Disney song. It could be theme song. It could be a song in the movie. I don't care. It could be old Disney, new Disney. Just for the love of goodness, do not say something from Frozen. I, I will, I will, I will gouge out my eyes.
0: Oh, but that's such a classic movie. Oh my, my gosh! Don't you know? Like I know my firstborn child in Arizona. That was her favorite movie. So I'm gonna take out. I'll take out Frozen then. Um Ew, but. Hmm.
2: You know, I I do have to say, unfortunately, my daughter... Cool
0: Runnings Runnings was made by the Walt Disney Company. Does that count? Or does it have to be animated? Yeah,
2: yeah, I'm thinking animated line of questioning. So, yeah, it's got to be Disney animated.
0: Okay. Well, there goes Cool Runnings. (laughs) Um, Let's go... you know my daughter how about today... your welcome from moana does that Ooh,
2: count well done that is oh see now you got me thinking moana they've got some great songs the, the, like the, the main one in there too yeah well, what, what was great that? song uh, yeah oh well. well oh way oh that's yeah. Good yeah. yeah 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 that yeah see that's good stuff see that Ooh, now I've, you got me rethinking here because i was going for a little phil collins but uh uh the islands are calling I, you know what i'm gonna have to wait for the next podcast i'm gonna think
0: about that raider nation oh that's not
1: you... fair no <laughs> okay no you know, what?
0: Uh, you know if i'm allowed I'm to throw in a red challenge flag <laughs> okay okay <Throw> the challenge <laughs> flag out right now it's flown it's on the field
1: yeah we need a booth review you're not yeah. allowed to do that
0: <laughs> you know what Andrea? what do you what do you what is the ruling on the field
1: uh everybody else had to do it so do you oh, okay. okay you got to be okay. consistent you know what fine
2: if i can make a change then i'm going to i'm going to go moana also i don't know if moana has got oh mine though no not you i'm gonna go for the main one okay. you, you... which one was yours in moana the the you're welcome Sung okay yeah no i'm gonna go rock, for the main theme so. song The, the island breezes is so where we roll. you know that kind of a deal yeah so now i'm gonna go with that one because it's catchy And I catch myself singing it sometimes. I have been to the islands before. It's a beautiful place. And uh, uh, dang it. See, now I'm I'm thinking it in my head. Uh, And I I feel sorry. And again, I feel dirty now because Phil Collins, he just got bumped to second place. And I feel that I've done him wrong because he's such an icon. Uh, But he's basically just got replaced by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. There's
0: uh, there's (laughs) nothing wrong with that okay okay so also, so i need to throw in an honorable mention when you're done go for it no no go for it so the song uh little john and robin hood walking okay. through the forest from robin hood little okay. john and robin hood running through the forest yeah you know go that ahead one? and sing yeah, a few that, bars that a pleasure, I, I the, pleasure raider nation's ears i did sing a few bars i think uh yeah that i can't remember uh how that yeah. one goes, but that's that's all I can remember. But that one is also a catchy tune.
2: That's fair. Gosh, see now I've, they're all flooding back to me now. My whole childhood's coming back. You know, speaking of childhood, unfortunately, my little, just a little over two year old daughter just discovered that shark baby shark song.
1: Oh my uh, gosh!
2: Oh my gosh! You you want to talk about like I'm about ready to just destroy every device in the house yeah. because when she, she saw it on my phone and i don't even know how i think i can blame my wife for it i think she introduced it to my little one while i was away so that tells you what kind of a dad i am i'm just i don't have a firm hold on what's going on in my own household but uh uh now every time she 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 sees my phone she's like she's like shark shark and and of course you know a little 2 year old you don't it's very hard for me to say no to that and then you know, eight times, eight replays later, I'm I've got to you know remove the phone from her death grip, wanting to replay that stupid song. I can't tell, you know. There's the poll for you. Which which song was more annoying? What does the fox
1: say or Baby Shark?
0: I, that's that's tough. I gotta
1: go with the the shark. Oh my gosh, that thing was so awful. See.
0: The funny thing about the shark song is that these little kids are singing it and I'm thinking, well, when I was in seventh grade, that was a popular song. So how in the heck did that like make it through the hey, test that, of time?
2: That's not that's not a new thing. See, this is no. To me this is not really?
0: new. No, this was that was in what? seventh grade when people were singing that song. Tyler, you're old, dude. No, what I'm 32. Heck? You're I'm, a paint paint, paint. I'm a year. I'm a year older than Jared Cook. Come on now.
2: You know what? You should go see if you could play tight end. I, I would even take a pay cut for that.
1: I mean, you've got right. kind of the physical, the build, and, you,
0: and yeah. you're I'm working about, on
1: the Lee Smith beard. Yeah, yeah I was gonna. I've got, got the, to
0: get going. I've got like six three, and I'm I'm down to two two thirty one this morning on the scale. So. Wow.
2: Well My problem nation- is I,
0: I had back surgery, so I'm, I, uh, I'm not in the physical shape. Well, maybe. Maybe Gruden could talk me into it.
2: There you go. There you go. Maybe just a lucrative, maybe a several million dollars a year kind of deal. I know you hey, would be I taking a pay not- cut from what you're normally making,
1: by, but by,
2: uh, as a doc- do it for the nation. Do it yeah. for the nation.
0: Um, I think they would want that. I could be a blocking tight end. I've got a decent set of hands. I mean, I'm a physical therapist. I use my hands all the time. They're very strong.
2: I, yeah, very meaty, meaty hands. Yeah. You got like meaty sausage hands. fingers kind of a thing. So. Oh, yeah. big old bear yeah. okay, so, Raider Nation, though, that's the question for the week. You call in this week. I want to know what's the most annoying song. Give me your favorite Disney tune and tell me what the more annoying song is baby shark song or what does the Fox say? I, both of them are just terrible. And, but somebody somewhere, whoever made that YouTube video has just, has easily made it over a million dollars. Cause last time I saw the baby shark song had over like 3.2 billion views and somebody Jeez, is laughing Louise. all the way to the bank because that, that's that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. But Angria, thank you for indulging us in, in tackling some of these uh, hard hitting life questions that off the field. Um, again, Raider Nation, you want to go check her out, Angry at Trask on Twitter. Go check Did, out her podcast. Does Ladies she have, have a, a,
0: oh, I'm sorry. Does no. she have a an honorable mention?
1: Oh, yeah, I could totally give you an honorable mention. Well, there on.
0: we <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we want it. If you
2: can sing a few bars, that's bonus. We'll have you back on the show. Oh, is, te-
0: that, that, te- is that te- the te- deal? You don't have to say. Maybe she doesn't want to come back on the show. <laughs> What's the honorable mention?
1: It it would be be our guest from uh and B- yes. B- yes, yes.
0: Great one. That is yes. many songs in that. Sorry.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Speaking of that one, I'm gonna throw out a third one too. the 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 Gaston song. That's catchy. I'm not oh, gonna uh, lie.
0: In the in the tavern. songs, Micah. I'm throwing okay. another challenge flag. No,
2: okay. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just I'm that's not one. I'm just gonna float that out there for the nation. No, that's you can't
0: one. float
2: it out there. Oh my gosh! You know what? Fine. Uh, uh, then pretend I didn't say anything with that. But okay, love like the record, dude, be our guest. And the, I, I think everybody would agree the best part of the "Be Our Guest" song is like when it slows in the middle, and then it starts to pick up, uh, and they start going in. You know, course by course, and then it, you know, the the beat starts to slowly build right there. As the best crescendo. I think is it, it is, is a crescendo. And it reaches this climax right at about like two minutes <laughs> into the song. <laughs> it, it's fantastic. And, you know, I will say the real the real life version that came out here like a year and a half ago or whatever, they did the song justice. <laughs> I was satisfied. I was satisfied. So, thank anyway, you. That's a good one, man. That was a good <laughs> honorable mention, Angry <Andrea>. I <laughs> I like you. that. Now it's, dang it, my childhood is flooding back to me now. So, <laughs> Oh my goodness, we are having way too much fun. But Angria, for those who don't know, she has fought through a severe head cold to be on the show with us this evening. So we appreciate you. I mean, you're really pulling out a real crude grinder with this one. I mean, good heavens, we we appreciate you taking the time and uh, and jumping on the podcast, sharing some laughs with us, and getting your thoughts on the draft and free agency. Again, guys, you could find her on the Ladies of Darkness podcast. I don't know why that was so funny. But now I'm thinking of of, of, of Disney songs, and that's just terrible. Because now I want to keep going on the Disney Jag. But, guys, you can find her on the Ladies of Darkness podcast.
1: Uh, Angria, what's the Twitter handle again? It's at Ladies of Darkness with one S.
2: Awesome. Awesome. So hit her up, Angria. Thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate it. And we're going to do this again after free. In fact, let's do it after free agency. Let's see who we pick up. And then uh we want to get you and your lady's thoughts on, on how we've spent the money. If we spend money, was it last year? It took us about what a week or 10 days into free agency before we decided to uh, drop any coin on any players. So hopefully uh Gruden's got what he wants lined up and we'll, uh, pull the trigger on some players but we do appreciate your time and thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with us
1: absolutely thanks for having me guys i've really enjoyed your show and uh keep going so we'll i'll talk to you in a couple weeks we only have three weeks yeah, we only have, See.
0: exactly and <laughs> and just for the record angria one last question before you go tight end wise we're sticking with with jared cook
1: I believe we probably will. Um, okay. if we can get the money worked out right, I don't know if anybody else there's there's probably not any other teams unless they're a little bit insane, like Chicago was last year um, that need really need a tight end really bad uh, that are that's gonna pay him that much money either. So I think we can work something out with him. I think he's happy with with Derek, um whatever. You know, whatever else is going on behind the scenes that has caused him to be interested in looking elsewhere, I think is is going to be able to be remedied.
0: And he also said, I think it was this week or last week, that he was just happy to be with a coach that utilized his skill set as well. And he had a lot of fun. So I'm hoping that that will play a role in in him staying as well.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think it will.
2: Agria, thank you so much. We do appreciate it. We will catch you in your next podcast. What you guys, you guys have to be recording I shouldn't say guys, you ladies, because it is yeah. it is full on lady podcast, man. There are yes. no, no, no ifs and buts about it. When are the ladies recording again?
1: We will be recording this weekend. Our new episode will come out next Wednesday.
2: Awesome, Raider Nation. Are they Nation, always on Wednesdays?
1: We always release them on Wednesdays. Yes. There you go.
2: Perfect, so. Raider Nation. Set the dial. Where? Can, no, no. Uh, one more question. Where do we find your podcast? What platforms can we? pleasure our ears on your podcast.
1: We are everywhere. So you can find us on oh. iTunes, Spotify, our hosting site is Spreaker. So you can go there as well. Sweet. Um, we also put up Facebook as we put it up on Facebook as a video. If you, if you'd prefer to do it that way and, um, pretty much every other, you know, platform you can find. Awesome.
2: Awesome. We're there, Andrea, we will catch you then next Wednesday on your ladies next podcast. In the meantime, Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate your time. And we'll see you hopefully here in about five or six weeks then.
1: All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.
2: Hey, see you, Angria.
1: <laughs>
2: Tyler, dude, that was one of the more fun interviews. Yes, <laughs> that, yes it the, was. I The way that ended, with <laughs> the Disney songs, I you know, now I'm going to be sitting here all evening like, like mulling over in my head what I've missed. And, and I'll probably have a whole new list by the morning. But That's Angria, true. once again, we really appreciate her time. For those of you who don't know, she was fighting through a pretty gnarly head cold there. And yes, in fact, was. we had we were going to put it off. We were going to put the podcast off, the recording of it for another couple of days. But, man, she was a trooper. She's a real Gruden grinder, as they Gruden say. She said really almost Pretty much last minute. She was like, you know what? I can do this. Let's roll. So we we threw the gear on. We turned on the on switch. And and, and we really appreciate her time and giving us an hour of her evening, even with head cold. And, and that was a lot of fun, Raider Nation. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And again, Angria, really appreciate that. Raider Nation, you need to go check out their podcast, Ladies of Darkness. Like I said before, you know, I do like the, they had to rebrand. But I like the new branding. I like the the Ladies of Darkness, that the, the, that name. I, I'm, I'm really digging it, if I do Silence say so myself. Silence of my the son. Lambs. Yeah, you got that. The, they're, and I love – I do have to say, and maybe that's what I'm liking so much, the new logo. That new logo is pretty slick. Like you see, you got that, like, Silence of the Lambs butterfly with, like, the skull <laughs> face in there with the pink. And, like, I, I, I think it's pretty sick. Whoever came up with that logo did a heck of a job. So props to them. Props to Angria. And all the ladies over there at uh, the Ladies of Darkness podcast again, Raider Nation, go give them a follow. Tyler, man, we had some polls on Facebook this week that yes, I want to get to really quickly. Some world
0: records set? Yeah, well, we did. Maybe not world records, but BTE you know, world records.
2: records, world records for the behind the eyepatch world. Yes, uh, because
0: the only universe
2: we're worried about is our own. So we'll just lay that out there for you, Raider Nation. Um, first poll I had out, uh, I asked. Um, I asked Raider Nation kind of what they thought of this whole big, you know, Joe Flacco trade with Joe Flacco, basic, you know, all but a done deal heading to the Denver Broncos. And I asked the Nation, I said, uh, does that move Joe Flacco to Denver make those two games more difficult for the Raiders to win now? Is that mm. is that an upgrade? And yes, not indeed. With 109 votes... Uh, only 19% said yeah, it makes it a more difficult game. 81% said not at all. So, and I tend to agree with that. I don't know about you, Tyler, but I don't, I don't see Flacco at this stage in his career as much of an upgrade over Case Keenum in Denver. I,
0: I think he's going to be as like stable, but right, I, I don't see him being like uh, winning a Super Bowl there. More of a stopgap guy, so the bleeding right. doesn't get too horrendous. Um, right. but yeah, stopgap guy at best, not not uh I don't know. I don't I don't understand that trade. You've got Case Keenum as a stopgap guy too. So now, yeah. I mean, you're paying him, <clears throat> paying him money and, and so Case Keenum's time in Denver after one year comes to a close very unceremoniously, if you will.
2: That'll be interesting to see where he ends up because there are so many quarterback hungry teams this year and like we've talked about, weak draft class. So I think there are going to be a lot of teams just looking for the Flacos of the world, um, just you know, wanting a stopgap guy. And uh, you know what's going to happen though? The Broncos are going to go out and also draft a quarterback in the first round, and everybody's going to be scratching their heads. So, yeah, might as well. But uh, I don't Flacco move up
0: to four Denver because we'll (laughs) drop back.
2: Yes, we will. And I tell you what. yeah, Flacco, I don't see the Broncos in 2019 being more than a seven or eight win team, even with Flacco on that team. And I think that might even be generous. Uh, that's a team, I think Denver might be a team that's on the brink of needing kind of a, a dump, you know, a, a fire sale, you know, needing to, to ship off a bunch of bodies and, and you know, kind of an, a, a kind of rebuild. I think the Steelers are another team that are close to being in that boat as well. Uh, with Need big bench. Yeah, yeah, new coach, new out the door. A lot. Of, I know a lot of a lot of people in Bronco Country aren't happy with John Elway. So who knows? You know, maybe I I don't see that changing. But uh, I think uh, there could be some. As, as Raider Nation knows, there could be some dark years for Denver now up ahead. That, that, you know, it could be a long time before they see a return to greatness. Um, I hope so it's wouldn't surprise me. Another poll we had, I said, would you trade Oakland's first round, twenty seventh overall pick for Antonio Brown? Uh, Basically, 40% said yes, they would, and 60% said still a no from me. That was off of 104 votes on that. Pretty Um, good. You know, yeah, I tend to agree. Antonio Brown, I think at this point, is – while, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Oakland pick him up um, uh, just because he's that veteran player that Gruden likes, and he likes his veteran wide receivers. We've seen that. Um, I just, I, the price is too steep. I'd rather go after like a, like, you know, like angry as that, maybe like a DJ Metcalf, maybe a Nikhil Harry in the draft with that 27th overall pick. So, um, you know, as, as, as sexy as that pick would be and as splashy as that would be in the off season. Uh, you know, I'm going to agree. No, I'm, I'm good with, with AB. Uh, I'll pass. I'll pass. Hard pass. Yep, and then uh, another one we had: uh, Jared Cook wants thirty-six million a year on a four-year deal.
0: Do we pay nine him? million a year? Thirty-six total. I'm sorry, Not thirty-six, 36 million, million on a four-year.
2: Year. What did I say? I, I'm sorry, thirty-six, 36 million a year. on a that's four-year.
0: That's de- money. <laughs> I,
2: I I left out the four-year deal. <laughs> uh, uh, but that that's a that's an important part of that poll. Just <laughs> a no, Jared Cook wants thirty-six million on a four-year deal. Do we pay him? Uh, basically, 73% said, yes, we need him. This poll actually got 264 votes. That, I mean, everybody wanted to chime in on this one. Uh, and then 27% said, no way, hello, Noah Font, the tight end out of Iowa. And I'm kind of split on this one. But as, as time has passed, I'm leaning more towards, you know, what car, like we talked about, he needs that safety blanket. I think Cook's worth the money. Bring him back. Uh, I, you know, may, four years... Tyler, we've discussed that seems kind of long. Maybe a two-year deal, uh, I, I think, would be something a little. I'd be a little more interested in. Uh, how old is Cook? He's Cook's uh, a year
0: younger than I am. So I'm. I turned 33. He will turn 32 this year. He was born in 1987. So wow. Anywho. But, you know I like you could do like a front-end loaded contract on that and and I've right. seen that floated around where you give him maybe uh, to mm, 15 million maybe up front so not quite nine million a year and uh, and then have like an out after the the you know after two years you could uh, right. a cut or something like that but yeah I I don't know. 9 million a year for a tight end seems like a lot, but we we need playmakers on this team. If you don't go get a B, if you know, I'm sure we're going to probably pick up a few wide receivers in the draft. That just seems like Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Uh I think you resign Cook. He loved being there because Gruden used his skill set for a change. And I think he would stay in Oakland. I, I really think he would stay a Raider. So, hopefully, I guess, I guess I voted for hello Noah Font. I'm kind of going back on my word and kind of saying Jared Cook, come back.
2: Yeah, you know, I and I think what hit it for me was dude was watching some of his highlights again. That dude was making so some good. plays. And, and, and like I said, I, I mean, Carr's going to have another year with young receivers, perhaps more talent with the right draft picks right. and maybe free agent moves, but it's still going to be a breaking in process in 2019. So I think Cook is, is uh, as far as for, again, that safety blanket, I think it's worth keeping Cook around because it's going to be, Carr's going to be working with new material once again in 2019. So um, but that's all we had for the with the polls on the for the Facebook page. We'll have a few out uh, again this week. In fact, I've got one running right now. Who should get the axe? Doug Martin or Jalen Richard? We'll find out on the next podcast what Raider Nation says about that. But uh, again, give us a follow on the Facebook page. Just find the group uh, Behind the Eyepatch. Find us on Twitter at BehindEyepatch.com. No the in there. It's just at behind eyepatch. So make sure you make that distinction when you're looking on the Twitterverse. Tyler runs the Twitter. Tyler knows more news than I do as it's happening because... Breaking news hits Twitter first before it hits anywhere, and I'm on Facebook, and I'm usually reporting to everybody, you know, like a good 18 hours after it's happened because that's usually <laughs> when it hits Facebook. It's, you know, it's the next day, and I'm like, oh, hey, did you guys know that, you know, Le'Veon Bell's a unrestricted free agent now? And they're like, yeah, that was Tuesday's news, Micah. It's Thursday morning, and I'm like, oh. Okay, so I am, I am, I'm like the old man with the paper still, Tyler. I, <laughs> you know, I'm still like waiting to read what happens in the headlines the next day. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay yep, with that. I guess it works as, l- as long as you're keeping the rest of us informed. You know, with try. the real news, outlet. So, Tyler, you try, man, you got anything else for fake, Raiders?
0: There's a lot of fake news out there, but that's uh, true.
2: That is true. And we've, man, we've had. We're, I have a feeling there's going to be probably another season or two of of uh, uh, having to make our way through all that those weeds until uh maybe we we uh, see maybe a turnover with the yeah. beat writers and stuff like that in in the facilities once they uh once they move out to vegas so we'll have to endure that for a little longer then hopefully get a little new blood in there and around the organization all the way around and uh yep. maybe clean things up a little bit but i was saying tyler man you got anything else for raider nation before we say
0: adios i don't think so i uh i think I think it was a great show. Once again, thanks, Angra, for coming on uh, yes. and uh, joining us bums over here <laughs> and uh, having fun and, and indulging us. So uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Raider Nation, go check them out if you're already not. Ladies of Darkness, uh, at Ladies of Darkness 1S on that on Twitter. So, And they are part of the bigger uh, What – what is it? The Crow's Nest? Yes, uh, the Crow's
2: Nest podcast
0: network now yes sir a little bit of rebranding so yep go check out the uh, crow's nest podcast network and uh i don't think you'll be mad that you did
2: awesome awesome raider nation we appreciate you guys hanging out with us today hope you guys crush your week and we will see you in the next pod just win baby